The following is a production of the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Hello there and welcome to a very special, very happy edition of Inside UFLB, episode 16. My name is Dean Millard and I am the very proud head of sports, head of baseball for Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports and the co-commissioner along with Matt Soren of Ultimate Fantasy League Baseball. And yes, this is an episode where we do get to say that they will be... Play ball! Time to play ball, for sure. Uh, with some... This is a serious message. Peace and love. Yeah, peace some, and some love. Some peace and love. Some labor peace and love. That's what we're talking about on this show. Presented by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports and proudly broadcast on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. You can watch all of our past shows on our Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network YouTube channel. You can also find uh, all of our uh, audio episodes wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Just search for Ultimate fantasy ultimate fantasy sports network and you will be able to find all of our shows in audio format all right we have an awesome show lined up for you today and uh, we are going to start by singing the glorious song ding dong the lockout is dead we will talk a little bit about no more lockout blues we're also going to chat with xavier smith who is gm of the moonshots and a veteran of uffs we also have our first uflb trade to talk about major league baseball free agency is going to be going crazy and our top five will be new things from the cba our question of the day is uh, something that the fans of the Texas Rangers, the Woodpeckers, and the Outlaws will want to be paying attention to. So all of that still to come, but first, let's bring on our guest today and get to know Xavier Smith, Moonshots GM. It is indeed my pleasure to welcome in our guest today. Uh, we've been trying to line this up for a while, but things kept getting in the way. But uh, yes, Xavier Smith is GM of Moonshots. We'll get into that franchise. He's also former GM of the year in the UFHL. So any of the hockey GMs know exactly how this guy wheels and deals because he took a, 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 a just a dilapidated roster, turned it into a contender, and then it actually sold to former NHL Ryan Malone. So he knows exactly what he's doing. He's also a minority owner of the Hammerheads in the UFAFL. So, Xavier, uh, you are what we would call a, a UFFS veteran um, in this league. First of all, thanks for doing this. We've tried to set this up for a while. I'm finally glad we could connect. Hey, thanks for having me, Dean. I'm finally glad I can be part of the show. Yeah, I was. Uh, you were scheduled to come on. I got ill, then you were busy, and things got backed up. So it's good to be able to chat with you. Uh, and, and first of all, I was in the woods for like the last three days. Hardly any service, no Wi-Fi at all. Couldn't get on any real social media. So when I came out and I got the alert that the lockout was looking like it was over, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is like a fairy tale come true. What was it like for you when you finally heard that this uh, lockout was over? Yeah, I was eating my lunch at work, actually, and we were all just going crazy, kind of excited that the lockout was finally over, and it just became the talk the whole afternoon of, oh, who was going to play and when, and when free agency was going to start, so it was kind of a big buzz around here. 
Yeah, free agency is going to be wild. And, and you know from the, the hockey that you have the 24 hours to be able to let go a guy if you don't want to keep him. So it's going to be a really interesting time for GMs to be following what is happening. So maybe there's a contract they don't want. This is going to be a wild free agency period, isn't it? Yeah, I'm hoping someone uh, doesn't like a contract and <laughs> maybe we sneak in and pick someone up. Yeah, well, there could be some uh, definite uh, free agent auctions for sure. So when we talk about the CBA, uh, the, the the number one thing I love is the expanded playoffs. What do you think of the expanded playoffs? No more wild card game. It's now a wild card series. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm excited for the wild card series. I hated the one game format, and I'm just glad they finally shifted away from that and towards a three game at home series for that best uh, record. And that's going to be obviously very important for when that playoff draft comes around because if you're a wild card team in the UFLB, you got to build your team to win that wild card and then and hope to continue. And that's where so much strategy comes in. But we've got a long way uh, to go before we get there, 162 games. Uh, for you, how different do you think uh, baseball is going to be for, for hockey, which you dipped your toes in and obviously a minority owner in football, but you were in the trenches in hockey as a GM. You're going to be a GM of Moonshots. How different is baseball going to be for you than hockey was? I think it's just a different experience and different knowledge I have uh, compared to hockey. I've had to do a lot more work in hockey to keep up and catch up. And um, we already had the opportunity to build our team. And that's something I didn't necessarily have in hockey, just trying to play catch up and um, scramble all the time just to get points and move up in the standings. And even try and push the pace as best as we can. But for baseball, I'm really excited for the team we have and excited uh, what we can do. How long have you been playing fantasy baseball? You know, is, is baseball your first love? And, and what do you love about fantasy baseball? Yeah, baseball is definitely the first love, but hockey is a close second. And i uh, been playing fantasy baseball for too many years. And um yeah, it's, it's just different, and the 162 grind is just something else. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we went with a point system is uh, it takes a lot of the luck out of play. Uh, there, As you know from hockey, there are changes in the standings nightly uh, depending on what a team does. So while there isn't that direct head-to-head competition, you are always watching what those in your, your division are doing, especially now with the division leaders getting that by. So it is so important to be paying attention. As you know, games played is such a currency in this kind of kind of a setup yeah i mean i think in even in hockey we see it every night you see the postings where it's like oh so and so went up five points have a big night and it's just crazy how much one player can sometimes swing you up the standings or swing you down the standings if they had a bad night yeah, indeed. So uh, you have experience in hockey. You have experience in football. Uh, obviously, you're you're uh, learning about what we're all learning, and we're all learning things about baseball as we build this from scratch. But what about the realism? What can you say to those who are new uh, to this platform of what about what the experience is going to be like this year in UFLB? I think uh, in the realism, there's nothing like this league, and um, just being able to watch every single game and. Again, talking back to the standings, it's like each night it's going to change. Uh, you're either going to go up and down, and 
I think the biggest advice I can give is to make sure you're setting your rosters every day and tracking who's playing for that night and who's not. Yeah, that's a big difference. In, in hockey, you know for the most part your guys are playing, but there are days off in baseball because there are so many games, and having guys as multiple positions to be able to fill in is so important. What's the one thing you're really looking forward to with UFLB, other than possibly winning the score coin series at the end? Um, I think I've missed the camaraderie of it all. Just being away from hockey uh, the last six, seven months has just made me miss talking to everyone every single day and talking uh, shop and seeing what moves you could make for your roster and just trying to improve every single day is just extraordinary in itself. Yeah, the hot stove. You really have to treat this like a full-time job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the hot stove is crazy because there's people, if you miss out on somebody offering a player, they could be gone like that because there are so many trades. That's also how the prize pool gets built up with the amount of transactions. So uh, the more trades, the better for everybody because then that means more uh, score going into the prize pool. What was the uh, what was the 26-round veteran two-day draft for you? I, I missed the second part of it because I was traveling home. I got the fun part of seeing uh, the first round live on the air. But what was the whole experience like? How do you think it went? It was really exciting. Oh, man, it went super fast, though, like, we were, I thought for sure the first day we were going to be there another two hours, and it just kind of zoomed by really quickly. And everyone seemed to kind of have their own strategy, knew what they wanted to do. And um, so it was interesting to see all the different teams and where they were going and who was going where. Um, definitely cost us a couple of times where we wanted a guy, and maybe he went around earlier or he went around after we had decided we were going to take him. And it, it was just fun to watch and fun to be a part of and. Again, just a different experience coming in uh, to baseball versus hockey. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk a little bit about your roster now. Ozzy Albies, obviously a cornerstone, but uh, tell me about uh, some of the players you were really, really excited to walk away with. Uh, we got Ryan Mountcastle that we were really excited to get in second, I believe. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, and Zach Gallen, just all guys we kind of targeted and knew we wanted to walk away with. Um, we got a different couple of different utility guys that can play a lot of different positions, which is probably our biggest strategy going into the draft is getting as many guys that can play all these different positions and have them covered uh, on the daily, like we said, just making sure guys are playing in all these different uh, point systems and um getting as many points as possible is really huge in this league. Yeah, like Josh Rojas, uh, five different positions. Mike Broso, Tyler Wade, they all play multiple positions. We'll be updating this Google Sheet as well with the uh, the salaries now that the minimum salaries have come up. But you mentioned it. Multi-cat players are, are so, so uh, important. And then I even look at uh, your, your, your prospect list and I see a Dodger on there, so I know you're happy with that. Yeah, we were happy to snag him, but we're really more excited for Moreno and see what he can do and how quickly the Blue Jays will be with him, uh, how aggressive the Blue Jays will be with him and how quickly that he'll come up. Yeah, that's the one thing is, you know, we're, we are reacting to what happens with Major League Baseball. So sometimes, you know, I, I know in hockey, guys are waiting for a franchise to put the player on LTIR so they can get cap relief. We have the, the tax in this, but here you'll be waiting for a guy to get called up so you can use them. So it really does. Uh, it's, it's so important to be paying attention every day, multiple times a day uh, to what your players are doing now. 
As far as real baseball, who's a player who's not on your favorite team that you like to watch either live or on TV? I know you and Brian get to go see some games every once in a while. I'm so jealous. But who do you like to watch that's not on the Dodgers? Uh, Probably Bryce Harper. Uh, He actually came down to San Diego, and uh, the Phillies smacked on the Padres uh, when we went. So it was really exciting to see. Uh, He's always exciting to watch and to see, and he just brings this energy to the game, and I guess Juan Soto brings that as well. It's just these big guys that step up to the plate and can smack a ball 400 feet. It's just unbelievable sometimes. Yeah, no doubt. And they're, they're, it's fun to, you know, I, whenever I go watch, whether it's hockey or baseball or a football game, um, I, I like to isolate on players and just watch them for an entire shift or an, an inning or a play and just really focus in on some of my favorite players. It's, it's you know, it's kind of like uh, you're, you're scouting those guys, but you really get to see some tendencies that I have. So I really, I love doing that. What's it like with your ownership group with Moonshots? You have 10 different owners. Uh, do you have 10 different cell phones that go off or is it just basically <laughs> they kind of let you do that and you check in if you need? And, and I know it's pretty new but you know what what's it been like working with the 10 different owners well it's interesting because i'm not answering to myself so but uh people forget when i first got into ufho i was uh already answering to an owner before i became an owner myself so i kind of have that um in the bag i guess if you want to say but um it's i normally just talk to one or two owners and let them communicate with the rest of them and just figure out uh, answer to what their plans want to be for this year, next year, and the future. So it's not as uh, exciting as it sounds, I guess, but it's definitely interesting. I want to see a recording of that Moneyball type scene where you're begging for some score to make a trade with Darren or Ian, one of the owners, and and then you pull off the deal. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, and not saying that you guys are going to be a Moneyball team, but just when you're, you know, you have to go to the ownership group to say, hey, we can get this player. We got to add a little bit of score in there to to top up the deal. You know, those things are going to happen. But if you prove yourself as a competent GM, which you already have, I don't think your ownership group is going to have a problem doing that. Yeah, we're definitely interested to see what other moves we can make uh, throughout the year. And um, I guess you can sort of see, definitely, we already had a bigger budget than Brian and I might have had in hockey. So just being able to go out and grab those prospects uh, in the auction was a big help. Do you have a favorite stat in fantasy baseball? Uh, I do not. I kind of just track everything. Um, I prefer pitching, so I'm pretty much looking at those stats uh, all together. So I, this, you kind of answered my next question. When you go to see a game, what do you like to see? A bunch of long balls, or would you rather see like a 2-1 pitcher's duel with a lot of strikeouts? Uh, I want to see the strikeouts. I'm, I'm a pitcher guy first, but I do want to see some long balls. But after, if I'm going to see the Dodgers, I want to see long balls, but... Normally, when I go to a game, the first thing I check is, oh, who's pitching? How's it going to look? Is it Bueller, Urias, or anyone else? Like, you know, it's going to be a close game. And you want to see two big guys go head to head and see who can win at the end.
Yeah, I, I love that too. I love watching just, you know, I, I don't, I, I love pitching and defense, maybe some stolen bases thrown in there. I grew up uh, in the 80s watching baseball, so I love that type of baseball. Not that there weren't a lot of home runs then too, but not like we see uh, today. All right, finally, who is your favorite player growing up and who is your favorite player today? Uh, growing up, I think it was Sean Green. Um, just watching him hit long balls as a kid is what you want to see and then uh growing up playing baseball i was a pitcher so um i kind of mimicked hideo nomo a little bit and his style of pitching so just being able to watch what he would do and try to like copy it and do it myself was uh always fun to try and do um now it's clayton kershaw um i'm excited to see where he lands and if he's gonna end up with the dodgers uh for his whole career I can't. I just cannot see it. Just like I couldn't see the lockout going very long, I was very optimistic and 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 telling people that when they were worried about the season being canceled, I didn't think the lockout was going to go that much longer. And I don't see Clayton Kershaw going anywhere but LA. Do you honestly? No, I mean I think if he goes anywhere else, it's with Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of just seems like the only other place he would end up, but. Now with the lockout pretty much ended and players have to report this week, it's like, well, maybe he wants some familiarity uh, for another year and he'll maybe resign and just stick it there. Yeah, maybe just a one-year deal and then see where it goes. Xavier, thank you so much for joining me finally on the program. Uh, congratulations on uh, landing the GM job of Moonshots. I know you're going to do a great job bringing that experience from the UFHL with you. And, and I know you're also the type of guy that will help out other GMs, not strategy questions, but just platform questions. And that's the great thing about the veterans of UFFS, helping others to understand how things work and how things go. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the move you make over the course of the season and we'll do this again soon hey thanks Dane. thanks for finally having me fun chat with xavier and and i would encourage if you're unsure about how things work uh, whether it's in the scouting department certainly you can ask brian hernandez that's his uh, department but you can ask some of the other gms and as you see on the chats people are helping other people out explaining the process it is going to take everybody a little while to get used to everything in the league and certainly you can reach out to us First, check the rule book. If you're still confused, then reach out and ask your question. And here's how you can get in touch with us on Twitter, at the UFLB. You can get scouting at UFLB underscore scouting. You can also read the Legends League and Matt Soren at the LLB underscore. That's the uh, Twitter handle for Legends League Baseball. You can send us an email at any point, info UFLB at uffsports.com. If you'd like to get more information about Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network and how possibly your show could end up on the network, UFSN at uffsports.com. And the websites to check out if you want to register as a scout, uffsports.com. If you'd like to purchase an NFT, some great selections at ultimatesportsnfts.com. All right, fun interview uh, with Xavier, who will be a mover and a shaker, I'm sure. But 
Before we move on, we have to talk about the first deal, the first trade in UFLB history that was submitted on the website and accepted, which is where all the trades happen. And it is the isotopes and the wheat socks getting together and a bunch of pitchers going back and forth. Paul Matten and Marcus Stroman, a reliever and a starter, ending up uh, to the wheat socks and the wheat socks sending Cade Cavalli. And Alex Reyes, a uh, former starter who is uh, had the closer role in St. Louis. So very cool trade. Very cool that the first one has happened. Nice job by the Wheat Sox on promoting it. Let's just all remember that uh, you can't announce a trade. You can hint at a trade, but you can't announce a trade unless it's officially approved and announced by the league. And we earlier put out the uh, chat, uh, chat group where you can check where all the trades will be announced. It's a trade bot, so it's automatic. There's no chatting. It's just trade announcements. There will also be a player signing announcements channel for when scouts are signing new players. So congratulations to the isotopes and congratulations to the Wheat Sox on getting together for that deal. All right, so Major League Free Agency is going to open. Um, maybe some deals have been talked about since we've recorded this. A number of players signed before the lockout. Of course, guys uh, like uh, Marcus Stroman, who uh, was just involved in that trade. Uh, Corey Seager signed the biggest deal. Marcus Simeon right behind them, both going to Texas. Max Scherzer ending up with the New York Mets from the Dodgers. But there are some big, big names that are all out there. Um, firstly, we talked about them last week in guys like Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, or we talked about them a few weeks ago. But free agency is going to be happening very shortly. Uh, as for how it works in UFLB, I explained this uh, yesterday in the chat group, but I don't mind going over it again. When a player signs a deal in Major League Baseball, the UFLB franchise who owns his rights has 24 hours to decide, do you want to keep that player or do you want to release them to free agency? If you want to keep them, you do nothing. We'll just assume if we don't hear from you that you are keeping that player. If you would like to release them, you announce them in the roster moves chat that isotopes releasing blank player. Uh, to free agency and not taking his contract. That player will then become a league-owned free agent, and they would be available for a 24 auction for any team to request them, and they would go to the highest bidder. So you have to be watching what your players are doing if you miss that 24-hour period. And by the way, it's 24 hours from when the team announces it. Not when a guy like Jeff Passan or John Heyman or any of those guys uh, announces it. It's when the team officially announces it whether it's on their website whether it's on twitter that's when your 24-hour clock starts so you as an organization have to be paying attention the league is not going to be doing your homework if we don't hear from you we are assuming that you're keeping that player very important to remember that very important to be watching shows like this so you know exactly what is going to be happening when major league free agency happens now the things that are coming out of the CBA, we will be updating the rulebook. As we've said all along, we will be uh, implementing the changes that Major League Baseball is making. Uh, we're going to have a discussion on uh, the options to make sure we get that right. Uh, so we will update the rulebook. We will announce the changes as soon as we have the details. 
and we will be adapting the new luxury tax threshold, uh, the draft lottery, things like that. We'll I'll be updating the schedule, obviously, of when our season starts and stops, uh, the playoff format, the payout, things like that will be updated coming out of the CBA, and we will make those announcements very, very shortly. So that is on the way. New rules based on the CBA. Also, keep in mind what's happening with Major League Baseball free agency. Okay, now it's time for our top five, and it is top five things I love out of the new collective bargaining agreement. And number five is that we get five years of peace. We don't have to worry about this for a long time. Many of you might have sold and moved on, and we might have new owners. Who knows what will happen in five years? This this platform has changed so much in a couple of years that I've been involved can't imagine how great it's going to be in five years and we don't have to worry about this for another five years that is for me an awesome thing uh increase of minimum salaries uh the 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 association really pushed for this they wanted uh, the most inexperienced players to be bumped up almost to two hundred thousand dollars in a raise uh, for the minimum salary so that is certainly great news uh, they just have to work on uh, minor league players now and making sure they are up to speed when it comes to salaries a higher uh, competitive balance threshold a tax threshold otherwise known as the luxury tax that goes up to 230 million dollars this year and uh, will increase uh, over the lifetime of this CBA. That's good for franchises. Uh, you get an extra 10 million dollars or an extra 20 million dollars uh, to spend rather uh, based on last year's totals. Uh, so that's very good. Uh number 2 for me. Uh, when it comes to the CBA is the universal DH. And, and I, I love small ball, and there's no reason you can't still bunt with a DH. It doesn't mean your DH has to lead the league in nose hairs and hit 75 home runs. You can certainly bunt. You can play small ball, but we don't need pitchers going up there trying to bunt, breaking a knuckle or striking out several times. It increases more jobs, so I am loving the universal DH. And the number one thing, I love is the expanded playoffs. I would have loved 14. I would have loved choosing an opponent. I wouldn't love that if I had to choose the opponent, but from a commissioner's point of view, I love the intrigue. But expanded playoffs is still great. Uh, we will go with the expanded playoffs as well. I can't wait to see the wild card series. Uh, remember, there's a playoff draft. Make sure you check the rule book about all the rules. Um, if you're asking questions in our chat group, what is this? What is that? You haven't read the rule book, so make sure you go read it. You will be on on your own uh, as far as knowing the rules uh, so you need to get to know them if you're a GM in this league and you don't know what the entry draft or auction is you need to read the rule book because you are definitely not up to speed on what is happening so those are the top five things I'd love to hear from you what your top five list out of the new CBA would be uh, you can uh, send that to us uh, on Twitter at the U-F-L-B. And that's also where you can vote on our question of the day. Which new Texas Ranger will have a better season? Corey Seager, who's of the Woodpeckers, and he's a shortstop. Or Marcus Simeon, who is with the Outlaws and is a second baseman. You can vote at the U-F-L-B on Twitter. Have your say, and we would love to hear from you when it comes to our question of the day i actually put this up and marcus simeon is leading the way right now with 75 percent of the vote uh, by the way our question last week who would be 
better candidate for a bounce back season. This is actually a couple of weeks ago. Cody Bellinger was the winner over Christian Yelich, and Corbin Burns was our question from last week of who would get drafted first. He did. He went right before uh, Walker Bueller in that draft. So have your say. Who's going to have a better season, Corey Seager? or Marcus Simeon for the Texas Rangers. And it's no guarantee George Springer did not have a good season last year for the Toronto Blue Jays. He was hurt and he was ineffective uh, for a good portion of the year. So there's no guarantee uh, just because uh, Marcus Simeon had a standout year last year that he will indeed have another terrific season. So please have your say at the UFLB on Twitter. All right, that is going to wrap things up for us on this show. Big thanks to Xavier Smith for joining us on the program, GM of the Moonshots. Best of luck to him and his 10 owners. And, of course, Inside UFLB is part of the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. UFSN is your one-stop fantasy sports shop. We want to have all kinds of fantasy shows. Whether they're about our leagues or they're just fantasy in general, we would love to hear from you. If you have a fantasy show and you would like to get in touch with us, it is very simple to do just send us an email ufsn at uffsports.com that's ufsn at uffsports.com or you can get on twitter at ufs network you can find them there dms are open if you have a fantasy show hit us up and join the fun all right that's going to wrap things up but as we know baseball will be played and Mr. Crash Davis has one piece of advice for you. You be cocky and arrogant, even when you're getting beat. Even when you're getting beat. Even when you're getting beat. Go out and watch a baseball movie tonight. It's a great night to watch a baseball movie and get ready for the season. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Remember, you can find all of our podcasts wherever you find podcasts in the audio format just by searching Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody. Baseball is back.